Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am so glad you've joined me today. We are back with another Meet the Cast cast member from Schoolhouse Rocked, Zan Tyler. I know so many of you have heard her on the podcast actually fairly recently. It's been, I think, just a few months since you were last on. And um, and I'm so thrilled to have you back with us again, Zan. Welcome back to the podcast. Well, thank you. It's always great to be here again. Oh, I love it. So it was really fun, you know, as I think through how you got to be part of the movie. And as we look at the movie and we look at so many different pieces of how the Lord orchestrated the cast, we just stand in awe. And you are one of those pieces of the puzzle that we just are like, wow, the Lord knew. Because what happened was we were filming with Heidi in Washington. And you happened to be in Washington at (laughs) that same time because you were speaking at the Ocean Conference, right? Yeah, you know, I I was up there several times that year. I can't remember exactly why we were there on that visit, but we were there, yes. Yeah. So you you were at the Homeschool Resource Center, and Heidi just said, you know, you should maybe consider doing an interview with Zan. And we, I don't even know that we were filming that day because I wasn't even in my like filming clothes. Like in the movie, I'm actually wearing just like a long sleeve t-shirt. And uh-huh. so I wasn't in the normal clothes that I would wear, you know, while we were filming. And so we, we actually sat down with you to record a podcast episode. That's right. Not really with the intention of it making it into the movie, but we filmed it. And that ended up being one of the most important parts of Schoolhouse Rocked. And we are so grateful that the Lord orchestrated that meeting, had you there when he had you, and then had you share your story that really, really became a very powerful part of the narrative of the movie. Well, thank you, Yvette. That was really a special God-appointed morning, wasn't it? It was so great to meet you and Garrett, because we'd never met before. Right. I think we met the night before right. um, at an event at Heidi's house and then got to spend a little bit of time. It was great at the Resource Center. And I'm so privileged and thrilled to be a part of the movie, and I've watched it, and I've seen the whole story unfold. I think it's just such a powerful message for our culture today. And you do such a great job in the movie of dispelling myths about homeschooling, you know, being the myth buster. And, you know, can parents do it? Yes. Or your kid's going to be weird. No, you know, just all how it was just, you just did a really great job of disarming our fears, I guess is a good way to put it. Well, thank you. I, I would love to take credit for all of that, but I can honestly say it's all by the grace of God. And, uh, you know, we say by his grace and for his glory. I mean, it just is, is amazing, like with your story. So um, anyway, introduce us really quickly for those maybe who didn't listen to your last episode. Tell us who you are. Tell us about your family. And um, then we're going to talk about 
a topic today that is one that most homeschool moms deal with, and that's the topic of marriage. Okay. And it's, it's a big part of the homeschooling world. And so I, I would love for you to bring us some marriage encouragement. Well, Joe and I just celebrated our 44th anniversary. Wow. So it's on my mind right now. And so that's great. We have three children um, that are all grown. We've got seven grandchildren and the the five that are school age are being homeschooled. And those five are all in town with us. So we love it. They actually, um, four of them actually attend a co-op. Joe and I started back in the 90s. And, um, and they're part of our state organization that we started in the 90s. And so that's really fun to see the generational aspect of it play out. I think maybe that's the most precious thing in my life I'm watching right now. Um, we homeschooled for 21 years. We started in 1984. Um, like so many others, I got into homeschooling, kicking and screaming and you know, wanting to do it. I just knew there were going to be really negative ramifications because we didn't know anybody in the world at that time who right. homeschooled, not one person. And so when we, we went through all this in the podcast, but when we applied to homeschool um, that first year, our school district denied us and the state superintendent of education put us in jail, threatened to put me in jail for truancy. And so we just had a, an eight year journey in the legislature and the court system, getting good homeschool laws passed and founding an organization where people in South Carolina could homeschool outside the public school district yeah. uh, sector. So, you know, it's been quite a journey. And we loved homeschooling and we loved that time with our kids. And we even loved the freedom fighting aspect of it, especially sometimes in retrospect, because we can see God's great hand in all of the amazing things he did. And we had a lot of help, um, Mike Ferris and others at HSLDA. And uh, it just, you know, it, it's just been a great way to spend a life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, God's used you in absolutely incredible ways that most people don't even know. You know, it's really interesting when I think about um, even the movie, th there's this amazing movie that's been made called Schoolhouse Rocked. <laughs> and there's this amazing man behind the movie who has worked tirelessly for five years to, to produce this movie and to direct this movie and to film this movie. I mean, he's been the cameraman. He's been the grip. He's been the director. He's been the producer. He's been all the things but not many people know his name and yet God used him to do something amazing. And you are one of those people. And a lot of people know your name if they've heard you speak and, you know, maybe read your book and things like that. But you're one of those who's not just a face that everyone's like, oh, Zan Tyler did this, 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 and this. She fought for our homeschool freedoms, but you, especially more people know you now, of course, but back in those days, you know, people in California would not have ever heard of Zan Tyler. I mean, who is this woman in South Carolina who's fighting for this freedom? And uh, so it's incredible to me how the Lord used you kind of behind the scenes to accomplish something absolutely incredible that now is being enjoyed by so many homeschool families, you know, all, really all around the, the nation. Well, thank you, Yvette. You know, those years were so formative for me, and it's really given me my passion for what I do now, yeah. because I never want a homeschool mom to 
ever have to go through what we went through, yeah. all the legal struggles, but then homeschooling with no support. There were no support groups. There were no state organizations, you know, right. no HSLDA. I think it had started on the West Coast, but it certainly wasn't a national right. option for help. And um, so I guess I feel like my adult life since homeschooling has really been, you know, the organizations we started and what I do now, um, even at BJU Press, is just to help and support homeschooling moms Mm -hmm. in the process of homeschooling, but also with the pressure of homeschooling. And there's a lot of pressure that comes with homeschooling that nobody else ever sees. Right. Buck stops with you when you're a homeschool mom. And I know you spent a lot of time talking about support with Mary Jo, my dear friend, um, just a few days ago. So we won't dwell on that now, but, but it it is the impetus for, you know, what I do. And I'm so thankful that the Lord has allowed me to continue to work yeah. in well thank you for the work that you do let's take a quick break and then we're going to come back and talk about how to strengthen our marriages through homeschooling we'll be right back what we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts and we say this is what you do step by step and I've witnessed it over and over again both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents this is the best writing program we've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. We are back with Zan Tyler, and you talk about the pressures that are often put on us as homeschool moms, and that's that's no joke. I mean, homeschooling is not for the faint of heart. It is not for those who are weak. It is not for those who are not willing to sacrifice a lot of things. And it comes with so much joy and so many blessings, but it's, it's really hard sometimes to homeschool. It's hard to have all of the pressures of every piece of us on display yes. for our families. Yes. You know, and we've, we've got the, the academics, of course, which is, you know, when everyone thinks about homeschooling, they kind of automatically their brain goes to academics and math and history and science and all those things. But there's so much more to homeschooling than that. We're we're building a home, we're building a family. And so we've got our marriages and we've got our parenting and we've got the cooking and the cleaning and the doctor's appointments and, you know, the taking the kids to the park and to, you know, all the different activities and things like that. And one of the things that I know for myself, um, which can can really all of the pressures can put a real strain on um, is the marriage, yes. um, and so I would love for you to talk about you know I, I I'm so excited that you just celebrated 44 years that's amazing, um, I, and I'm sure like most people who have been married for more than five days they can say <laughs> by God's grace, but you know I would love for you to share with us um, kind of become that Titus two wife to us and share with us. What did God do through your marriage and how did you strengthen your marriage through those years? And how did you make it to 44 years? You know, those are all great questions. My husband and I met in college and um, actually we had become Christians in high school, both through Young Life. And so our Young Life leader, my Young Life leader was so, uh, he ended up being a pastor, but he was so intent on me being in fellowship when I went to college. He called and got me a name of a serious, committed Christian that was going to be at Furman from the guy in charge of Young Life, and it was Joe. Aww. And so, and his his Young Life leader had my name. 
So we were both going to work in Young Life, which didn't work out. That's a long story. But that's how we met. We were looking for each other when we got to college. Oh, and wow. he really became my best friend. Um, I, he was just, he loved the Lord. He was grounded. You know, I'm this like up and down person. And ex- I'm either excited or in the depths. Right. And he was this steady person, which is great because I need that in my life. And I tell him that I keep him from getting bored. Right. You know? <laughs> I can see that. Um, And so, but in college, I was very career driven. I just wanted to go to law school. I mean, I knew what I wanted to do. I felt like I could do it and be successful. And I was a really committed believer too. We spent a lot of time in the word. We were involved in a Bible study. We had five o'clock prayer meetings and shared our faith in season and out on this liberal college campus where we were. And, uh, but But Joe asked me to marry him our junior year, and it really threw me for a loop because he was my best friend, but he was ruining my life plan. (laughs) And so we, you know, long story short, he asked me to marry him, and I didn't speak to him for six weeks. Oh, It was because I just had no grit for this. I'd never (laughs) wanted to get married after college, and there were two things I said I would never do, teach or have kids. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So, you know, I'm so glad the Lord didn't listen to me because my life has been so full of joy and love from homeschooling and marriage, you know, and my kids. But but that's where I was at that time. So somebody um, and there's a purpose for this story. Somebody gave me a copy of Elizabeth Elliott's book, Let Me Be a Woman, which had just been published. Her daughter, Valerie, I think, who was a year older than me, was just getting married. And this was a a little book she wrote to her daughter before she got married. And it's just a small treat to some Christian womanhood. So as somebody gave me that book and said, you need to read this. So a friend of mine had a mountain house near our college campus. And I went up the mountain for a weekend. And I, I like to say I fasted and prayed. I didn't know how to cook, so I had no choice but to fast and pray. You know? <laughs> and uh, But the Lord really met with me. And I, I went, I, I read that book. It just changed my heart mm. toward what I wanted. And, you know, I wasn't prepared. I didn't feel like I was prepared to be a wife and a mother. I never babysat. I was never around kids. And yet the Lord just called me to that. And so the year and a half that Joe and I were engaged before I finished college and we got married, we spent a lot of time reading Christian books on marriage. It was just right as focus on the family was beginning and the the Christian family movement was beginning. You know, there had been a real dearth there um, in the 60s and the early 70s. And so this is a response to Vietnam and Watergate and the feminist culture and just everything that was going on at this crazy time in history. And so we read all these books on what it means to have a Christian family, what it means to be a Christian husband and a Christian wife. And I think that time was so defining for us because it gave us a vision for marriage that was beyond ourselves. And Elizabeth Elliott, I took this class she did at Columbia Bible College one year, um, and I audited it. She was there for six hours for, for five days. Oh, wow. Six hours a day, five days. It was just this intense course. And one of the things she said is that the strongest marriages are those with a vision and a mission beyond themselves. And so I think sometimes we get our head in our own little worlds 
And it becomes more and more stressful when we remember our vision for marriage, that it's a picture of Christ in the church. And it's such a necessary picture in today's dark and secular world that right. puts no value on marriage. Um, and that it's a place to raise godly kids, kids who love, not perfect kids, but kids who love Christ and know who they are and how to use their gifts in the culture to serve their neighbors and glorify God. So I think when you begin that vision that that Joe helped me create and the Lord created for us in that year and a half, I think has really taken us through 44 years of great times and hard times. And so I just encourage people to see what scripture has to say about the gloriousness, the glories of marriage and how we're image bearers and God has put us together to be co-regents on this earth and um, to fulfill that cultural mandate to fill and subdue. And, and, and I think when we have that vision, then it takes us outside of ourselves and just our own selfish desires. But I will say this, I think that homeschooling puts stress on a marriage that if you are not careful to tend to your marriage, it will snap it right in two. Because the mom has so much additional pressure, all the things you were saying, and that the fact that the buck stops with us. So when our kids are graduating and maybe they don't score on the SATs like we want them to, we can't blame that crummy algebra teacher they had in the ninth grade. Or we see a character flaw. We can't blame that kid in school who sat next to him, you know. So we we have that burden. I mean, we bear that burden. To me, that's the hardest part of homeschooling is just we feel like it all rests on us. And we know it rests, and we know it's the Lord, but we still bear that every day. And uh, so I see two tendencies in homeschooling. I see the moms get so entrenched with their kids, Mm -hmm. which we're called to do, that they forget their marriage. And then as they forget their marriage, their partner, their husband, um, if he's the one working, sometimes we're seeing that switch a little bit now. He focuses more on his job Mm -hmm. and his career. And we are seeing marriages end after 40 years. We're seeing marriages end after 30 years. And I think um, the best picture I have for that is uh, we take our kids and our grandkids to the beach every year for a week. And it's our family time. And with my daughter in California, one of the few times we're together for an extended period as a family. I can remember being out um, in the ocean a couple of years with my six-year-old grandson. And it was just the two of us, and I'm a good swimmer. But all of a sudden, I realized we're so far out. I can't touch while I'm five feet tall. I mean, he was tall. <laughs> but, but the current was strong. And we had just been playing and talking. I thought, how did we get out here? Mm-hmm. This part really scared me. And, you know, there's that verse in Hebrews 2 that says, you must pay more careful attention lest you drift. And he was talking about our walks with Christ, of okay. course. But I think it's got so many applications in so many parts of life. If we don't pay attention to our marriage, we are going to drift. And after 20, 10, 15, 20 years of homeschooling, we're going to wake up and say, how did we get here? Right. We're out of time for this episode. So let's actually stop here and then let's come back tomorrow and talk about that because I really want to talk about some very specific ways that we can build up our marriages. Um, I think that would be great. So where can people find out more about you, Zan? 
uh, at my website, sandtyler.com. And I am on Facebook intermittently. It's a New Year's (laughs) resolution every year. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness, isn't it for everybody? So well, (laughs) thank you so much, Zan. We will be back with everyone on Wednesday. We're going to continue this conversation and bring some very specific advice on how we can strengthen and build up our marriages and keep them um, as one of our priorities um, in life as homeschool moms. So thank you so much. We'll see you guys back here on Wednesday. Talk to you then. Bye. Every year, parents just like you are discovering Classical Conversations, a vibrant, supportive Christian homeschooling program that's been equipping parents since 1997 with the resources, tools, guidance, and encouragement they need to homeschool their children with confidence and prepare them for a lifetime of success. Visit our website at classicalconversations.com to find a nearby community and learn more about homeschooling the Classical Conversations way. Classical Conversations, Christian homeschooling simplified.